Everybody, thank you for tuning into the Search Engineers Podcast. Today we have Mike Spangenberg on the show, CEO and owner of State 48. State 48 is an Arizona-based apparel brand. They also just recently started the State 48 Foundation, which is giving back to new entrepreneurs that are looking to start a business. You could apply to get grants if you go to their live events. Uh, so it was really, really awesome connecting with Mike. He's an awesome guy, and I really appreciate his time. If you guys are getting value from it, definitely check out his Instagram, his YouTube, and his LinkedIn, and his website. All links are going to be in the description. If you guys get value from this, please like, comment, and subscribe. Check it out. Check it out. Enjoy the episode. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Search Engineers Marketing Agency podcast. Today, we are joined by Mike Spangenberg. That's correct. Yes, sir. Is that right? First yep. try. Yep. Good job. Good stuff. All right. Yep. Uh, Mike, you're the owner and CEO of State 48, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Now, guys, 2013 by local entrepreneurs, uh, Michael, Stephen, and Nicholas State 48 was born out of a shared passion and appreciation for the great state of Arizona. More than just an apparel line, State 48 represents a lifestyle, a sense of community, and is an expression of pride. Um, Mike, tell me a little bit about, you still got me? I think my mic switched yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yes. Tell me a little bit about your company, man. For those listening that know, that do not know who you are. Yeah, 100%. So if you didn't know, Arizona was the 48th state. Um, I was I was born and raised in Arizona. And, and that's, you know, when I was growing up, 36 years old, I was pretty unique. You know, we have such a heavy transplant um, you know, community, which I think is amazing about Arizona, but now it's cool to see generations growing up here. But so I've always been a diehard Arizona sports fan. I've always loved my community. You know, I've always used to get upset, like going to Cardinal games at Sun Devil Stadium when they sucked. And, you know, most of the fans were the opposing fans or like people wanting to leave high school to explore other opportunities in other states. And that like genuinely like upset me. Um, so like, you know, that's, that's where the passion came from. But, you know, I, I always have an entrepreneur niche, you know, as, as soon as, uh, you know, even I think my, uh, you know, kind of first like uh, reason to know that like, hey, I was, I was meant to kind of do something special is like, just mm -hmm. as a little kid, I always, you know, back to school shopping was probably my favorite thing to do. And like, I always, inside of me, I always knew I was, you know, destined to do something, uh, to do something great. But, you know, I spent right. 15 years in the hotel industry. And during that time, I was just kind of working on creating a brand. I always loved clothes and, you know, just wanted to solve a problem because back then there wasn't anything representing Arizona in a positive, fashionable way. So we were lacking pride in our state and it's cool right. to get changed and develop now, but that's kind of the, the quick backstory of, of, of why, you know, we started State 48. Right on, man. Now you said you're in Chandler, Arizona, which is about 20 minutes from Phoenix. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. Um, I was in Phoenix in March, April. Okay. The best time of year. Yeah, man. It was really yeah. nice, dude. The, the one thing that I thought was crazy, I was staying in an Airbnb, okay. which turned out to be a hostel type situation. Sort of, oh, wow. Right? Okay. <laughs> and the crazy thing about, I don't know if you do this, um, but they put the heat on at night. Well, in in March. Sorry, let me turn my phone off. They did. Yeah, they put they, in March. They were putting the heat on in this place. I don't know if everybody does that because I was like, dude, Arizona is crazy. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, now? I mean, like, I will I will say we're so used to being hot so right. often. I mean, even right now, it's it's finally starting to get under a hundred, and the nights are like. You know, I was at a concert last night. And it was like 75, and you could justify like wearing a sweater just because like in Arizona, you don't really get the seasons. You don't get the opportunity to 
to dress up as, as often. So right, people, right. you know, definitely, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, more eager to like, to, to, to dress up or they just need that heat cause they get cold easy. So right. but that, that's rare in March or, you know, April. Well, that's what I figured. I was like, man, they, they gotta be so used to the heat. Yeah. It, that's know, what it is. Like, yeah. Right on. Well, dude, I had another question for you. So, um, whenever I have guests on, I do, I try to like do a little bit of research, right? Like, you know, I, I find them, I'm like, Ooh, this is a person I'd like to have on. Yeah, yeah. I check out their Facebook. I check out their YouTube. Um, one thing I saw from you is you've done several podcast features. Oh yeah. Yeah. With, with, um, and some of them are podcasts that maybe have just started. Right. Mm-hmm. My question is like, why why like why are you why are you on this podcast like what about you makes yeah. you like i admired that i was like that's really yeah. cool but i also yeah. like, you know I, I love this is my passion in life like this is my calling like i absolutely love what i do um and like i was meant talking to you earlier like we're just even though we've been in business eight years i feel like we're just scratching the service and just getting started so like an opportunity to talk to anyone about state 48 even if one person learns about state 48 like yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. So, um, and I know, you know, I don't care how big or small the podcast or the interview is like, right. you know, everyone starts from somewhere. And then I remember when we first got started and, and I'd be grateful for anyone who kind of helped us along the way or helped me along the way. So yeah, it's all, it's all love from us and me. And, and it's not about right. know, how many followers people have and how big things are. It's just like, Hey, I, I love talking work. So if anyone who's interested in, in chatting with me or, or us like that, I'm it's, I'm all in. That's sweet, man. Well, dude, I do. I really do appreciate you coming on, man. It's great to connect. And it it does like, you know, others that have come on the podcast have sort of seemed to have the same attitude, right? Where they're, where they're like, I'm trying to just connect and grow as much as possible. Somebody's presenting me with, even if it's like a mustard seed of an opportunity, like the smallest smidge of an opportunity, they're like, I want to connect. I'm trying to grow my brand. We're all trying to grow and connect clearly that's what you're trying to do you're offering me a second let's do it yeah and i mean a huge part of our business and like i always say is like we're so much more than just selling t-shirts and hats right like collaborations is a huge part of our business and that's you know this is a collaboration this everyone helps each other like that's that's what it should all what it should be about like you know helping support each other and help grow your community and and strengthen your community so it's again it's it's all love from from state 48 all the time dude much appreciated man it's awesome man and like i think being in business for eight years, like that's got to humble you too. Yeah, you know I mean, like, oh, for sure. that's got to, you know, you know, you know, I probably get turned down by people who are just getting started more than the people who've really been in it. Cause the people who've been in it for a while have seen enough ups it. and downs. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And I think that the, the minute you become complacent, the minute you're going to, you're going to start to fail. Right. So I think if you don't have that drive and that hunger to like continue to, to, you know, build new relationships and stuff like that, like it's going to, I don't think you're going to be successful. Nah, man. Nah. Yeah. Can you still hear me, by the way? What's that? Can you still yeah, hear yeah. me? Yeah, I hear yeah. All right. Yeah. My mic, my headphones cut out, but yeah, mm-hmm. man. I mean, like, it's like, so, so one, this is something that I've been asking guests recently is um, tell me about a time when, so recently we had experienced some setbacks that we really had to bounce back from. Yeah. Right. And we had to just reinvent ourselves and we had to start things over. We had to start fresh and just sort of go through the motions. One thing I ask people is, could, could you tell me a time when you had faced a setback in your business that you had to bounce back from? What was the mindset? What did you learn from that? 
or is that sort of like for you? Yeah, no, I could talk about a, a couple of different things. I mean, the, the first thing that kind of jumps jumps out to me out, out to me um, is more about like uh, the partners, like our partnership. So I, I started this business with a buddy that you know we grew up together. My dad was our t-ball coach, and then brought on you know uh, his younger brother, self-taught graphic designer. I would say for like, you know, cause we've been smart as we grow not try to do too much at, at, at any given time. I think that's contributed to a lot of our su success, but I think my biggest setback personally was like, you know, Stefan didn't want to be in this forever. Um, I wanted to, to take charge and, and run this. And it, it was many years of like tension and frustration between both of us. Cause we were, it's really hard to go in business with friends. So I always like to talk about that and share that journey of like, once, you know, he exited the business and it was a great, you know, um, breakup, like mutually beneficial, you know, he's out doing his thing now. And like, I've taken charge and, you know, really fine, feel, finally feel like this is rock and rolling how I want it to be. But it yeah. was so many years of that built up tension. And like, we weren't even friends anymore. And like that conversation was long overdue, but it was really hard. Right. So like once we actually, you know, personally built up the kind of the the courage to just have that tough conversation. Like it was just all out there. And it was just like, that was the only thing I'm a very positive dude. Like I'm like, it's, it takes a lot for me to get down or upset, but like, that was the one thing like driving me crazy in my entrepreneur journey. And, and just in life of like having that, uh, the partnership just didn't work between us. Right. So like once that, once we figured out a mutually beneficial agreement, Oh my God, like my life, like has never been better. And, and, and same with him too. Right. Like, um, now we're actually friends. And so I like to share that. It was like, I think that was our biggest setback for the business of really just, we just went for it at the beginning, man. We started with 1500 bucks and, you know, here we are today because of that. And we're, we're not here without the three of us and all of our team, but we wouldn't be able to be doing what we're doing now. If, if Stefan and I didn't have that, you know, you know, uh, breakup. Yeah. Now, now are you guys on decent terms now? Oh yeah. No, we've never been better. I mean, he, he, moved, he wanted to do his thing again. It was just like, like he wasn't fulfilled and I was, you know, had frustration because, you know, three equal partners. And so Nick's still on board and a great asset, but now we don't have Nick and I, you know, it's more of the business, you know, relationship as a, we didn't grow up friends. Right. So that, that right. eliminated that tough part, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been great for the business and personally. So I always like to share that as like kind of our, my biggest setback and journey. Cause yeah, of course we make mistakes along the way, you know, doing deals that, you know, have no, you know, find out there's no return on investment or you know, right. you shouldn't, or, you know, all those kind of things you could talk about all day, but that was like mm -hmm. the biggest, you know, um, biggest barrier for state 48 to overcome, to really take it to that next level. Yeah, I've been told uh, it was actually it's funny. This is, I think, the second time in a row I've had a guest talk about a co-founder dispute as being the number one thing, yeah. the number one harder. Um, yeah, I guess we had on Rob Fraser of Endure Apparel. I'm not sure if you're familiar. No, no. Um, he talked about the same exact thing. Shout out to Rob, man. We had a great episode. Um, but he said, One thing that he said, too, was that um, startup uh, co-founder disputes are the number one cause of startup failure. Oh, I believe that I hear that stuff all the time. And it's just, again, especially at the beginning, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So you're like, you got a friend or a family member, they're all in and they share that same passion. Well, you know, life changes, mature, you grow up, things matter, things don't matter anymore. Like, Hey, did we really even like put the, the strategy and thought behind like, are, do we really complement each other? Or what are you really going to bring to the table? What am I going to bring to the table? What are those 
those roles. Like we didn't do any of that at the beginning. And I'm glad we right. went through that to learn. Um, but if, if we had done that before, we would have been a, a, a whole new, whole new place in my opinion. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Hey man, you know, it's good that you got through it. You know, I, I think, um, now in your business today, do you feel like the struggles that you had went through at that time, having those disputes, um, even like those, you know, poor return on investments, those investments that didn't pan out, like, do you feel at, at all in any way that over the course of your eight years that those setbacks and those, and those failures have helped shape what your company is today? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's just, you gotta, again, you gotta go through that stuff. You don't know what you don't know. And um, there's no, you know, clear journey for everyone. And, and that's, what's, you know, exciting when you, when you talk to other entrepreneurs and people all, they all share the same struggles and success stories, but it's, it's always going to be different for everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, even like, I'll give you an example, like we first started gaining some success and, and we started working with the Diamondbacks and became corporate partners. You know, we, we, we invested way too much money the first two years into that corporate partnership. You know, for example, part of the assets were doing 20,000 t-shirt giveaways. You know, this was, you know, a couple of years in the business that could have like killed our, that could have killed our business if we didn't overcome that. But we worked our ass off to get to, to offset that expense. But we went through that for two years and realized, Hey, that this type of deal or this 20,000 t-shirt giveaway, doesn't give us, I mean, it's great value, but it doesn't give us the return that we need, or it doesn't like, you know, fit like our structure. We're still a small growing business. Like, you know, some of those plays are more of like a Pepsi or big organizations that like have unlimited resources and capital to kind of just be. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we got smarter and, and got better at like what works for us and mm. you know, we still work with the Diamondbacks, but it was now, okay, we went through this two years, there's facts behind it. We, I, I love that as using numbers to really justify, you know, decisions, but mm-hmm. hey, we went through this two years. We still love working with you, but it needs to be on, on this type of deal. So those kind of things, just, it just, it gives you more confidence. It gives you more experience of like having those conversations with say, Hey, the Cardinals are now interested in how it way. We already know from experience, this doesn't, this type of expense or this type of partnership doesn't really work for us or it's not, it's no, disrespect to your organization or whatever, but like, we also have to make sure we're looking out for what's best for state 48. So right, long-winded answer, but like mm-hmm. 100%, like all those mistakes, like better help you not make the same ones over and over again. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I, and I asked that like, because in business, there's just so many different things that you have to test. Yeah. Right. Like working, like, you know, doing consultations for, for, for newer guys. One thing I tell them is like, look, like you're building something from the ground up. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta try things. You gotta test, you gotta fail. Even if you've been around for a while, like you said, you, you, so you, you, you tried this huge deal, you know, maybe didn't turn out to be the best thing at the time, but like, there's no other way for you to know that than to test it. hundred percent. Cause then you're always just what if, and there's no, like, there's no facts or, you know, anything behind a decision. So yeah, I mean, even now, I mean, with iOS update, privacy, you know, app changing, like that changes paid advertising a ton. Like you're always just having to continue to pivot and, and um, evaluate what's working or, but also even like we've done, Hey, let's try this postcard guerrilla marketing kind of, you know, tactic. And it was a huge bust of being Okay, cool. We know not to do that again. Right. So like, that's just things you have to try and you get, but you gotta be smart about it. Not do, you know, make too many bad decisions where like, especially as a small business that could like, that could put you under. 
Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't take on too many things at once. You can't impulsively try new things. Yeah. Like uh like Gary V had a video where he's where he talked about treating your business like a casino. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, which is just a perfect way to put it. Like you're just dumping money into it, seeing what's gonna happen quick, and you're just fight or flight reflex syndrome, just yeah. shiny object. And yeah, so you have to be strategic, you have to have an actual plan. Now, I want to know more about this. So you okay, so you had a sponsored deal with the with the with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, we're still corporate partners with the Diamondbacks. It's just the deal has shifted over years of like, hey, these assets aren't as important to us or, you know, hey, they're great assets, but like we can't sustain what we need to do and if we're, if it's going to be at that level. So, we're still corporate partners. Like this is year 4 of being and that and part of those assets now are just we're licensed with Major League Baseball. We could do co-branded designs. We're in the team shop. You know, we outfit like the Rallybacks, which is kind of like the the promo team for obviously this year was was different. You know, the last two years with everything going on. But um, so there's assets now that like, hey, we know what works well for us. Right. So again, that's just one example. And they've been awesome partners and that continues to evolve. But you have to get and go through that stuff to see what works. That's so cool, man. And and through through that, through the challenges of, of, of having a deal that wasn't perfect with with the Diamondbacks, you wound up making a deal that actually worked and in the end won. Yeah. And that's and that's and they get it, too. It's like, hey, like, yes, yeah, sorry, we're going to, you know, uh, or lessen our spend with you. But like, do you want us to be a longtime partner or do you want us to leave? Right. So like, that's where you have that, that leverage of like, hey, let's have this mutually beneficial so we can be partners forever where it makes sense for us and maybe we grow and build on it as, as we have more success. But like right now it needs to be at, at this. So there's all kinds of examples like that. And even like our first big partnership, our first like partnership with Bruce Arians, the former Cardinals head coach, we did a collaboration t-shirt and that really formed like our collaboration part of the business, which is, you know, 40% of our, our revenue is creating custom designs for other organizations. So if, wow. we, didn't, if we didn't do that, I mean, stay 48, it's not, the brand we are today without it, because now we're getting, I mean, year to date, we've worked with 400 different organizations that's produced like 80,000 t-shirts in the market of co custom co-brand designs outside of, you know, purchasing our, our products online and other revenue streams. But that allows us to really reach different demographics quicker. So, um, but if, again, if we didn't try that and got this partnership with Bruce Arians, Maybe the Cardinals, or I mean, excuse me, maybe the D-backs didn't, you know, take notice and they didn't see the credibility we had. And maybe mm -hmm. that informed our partnerships, you know, our collaborations that we do now, um, because that wasn't part of the original business model. So you always have to be adapting and, and listening to your customers and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Right. Now, now you said 40% of your revenue is through collaborations with other organizations. Yeah. So how that works, because again, we do have a unique model, right? Is like our ultimate goal is to be that recognized brand of Arizona over eight plus years, people recognize, you know, that's, you know, starting, to, starting to happen and other organizations want to be associated with state 48. They love what we stand for. It's all love. Like I said, it's, it's more just promoting, you know, you know, showing love for our communities. Right. So for example, we're for Phoenix Children's Hospital or other organizations, they want to create a custom design with us. We create a co-branded design. Minimum order on that is 50 shirts, but I mean, people order, you know, 50 shirts or a thousand shirts or 500 shirts. They use them for, to resell for revenue, like nonprofits do that, or, you know, schools will sell them to their parents or they'll, 
give them to team members or use it as marketing assets. So it's, it's been awesome to see how that's developed, but that's a huge part of our business. That's sweet, man. Now, now how, how long was it into your business where you started doing those types of deals? Like, so you're about year eight now. Yeah. So 2014, we did that, that partnership with 2005, more like 15. We did that partnership with Bruce Arians. Then we were like, okay, cool. Like this worked, but in no way, did we start like rocking and rolling on collaborations right away? Then we started right. dabbling in a couple. We had no processes in place. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Like designers, like we we're, you know, now we have a great system. So I would say that really has taken off in the last two years. Um, obviously last year it was a big halt because there was, you know, no events, no companies have you know, marketing budget and all that good, all that stuff. But um, yeah, that, that first, collaboration with Bruce Arians really kind of started it and got the okay. idea going. Um, That's like a year, a year in at that point, a year or two in to the business at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. About two years into it. So really okay. still really, really new um, because I, and that's the one thing I love about our business is that collaboration is all the relationships we've built. And, you know, that helps to get, again, reach different demographics, but like for anyone out there wanting to start a clothing brand, it is super hard, man. Not everyone is, a Supreme and all these, you know, organization, you know, brands that like you just post something and millions of people buy it or thousands of people buy it. It is really tough to, you know, sustain a business that's just, you know, promoting cool designs. Right. So I think more than ever, and this has been our message since day one, it's like clothing for all inspired by Arizona, but like, what's, what's the meaning behind some of these shirts? Like there's, it's, there's so much more, like, of course, not all our designs give back or have a, you know, tug at your heart, but there's a lot that do. And that's what kind of separates us is uh, just really being, you know, that, that brand for Arizona. That's sweet, man. So like two years in, you have your first deal right now. At what, at what part of the timeline was the deal with the Diamondbacks when, when the, when that first started? Yeah. Right after, right after partnership with Bruce Arians again, like wow. at that time, it was just a perfect match, right? Like, $5 per shirt that we created with Bruce Arians went back to the Arians Family Foundation, which helped neglected children with a bad upbringing. So it was that power, that that meaning behind the shirt was so much more. And then the Cardinals had a ton of success. And then it really became like the Cardinals t-shirt. So it gave mm. us, you know, started creating a, a, a nice revenue stream for us. It allows us to keep, you know, growing our business. Um, but then it like, you know, shirts were on Monday Night Football. We're at Bruce Arians events. Like they become like family you know, people were wearing them. That gives you credibility in the community. Now Dimeback took, they took notice. Then the next thing you know, we started working with the Suns and the Mercury. And it's just kind of like, you know, everyone wants to work with people they trust and they like. And that's just kind of how it worked. And then it evolved more into, you know, sports is were a passion of ours, but then it really evolved into working with these different organizations in the valley, whether it's a nonprofit or a bar or a restaurant or you name it. Like we've made we've worked with them all almost. So it's been been really cool and i think that just goes back to like develop a good reputation stand for something that you know that that's that's powerful and, and people are going to want to work with you oh, it's so cool man yeah it's like it's not all about like the pump and dump marketing schemes oh yeah right yeah. which is like we'll see right through that too like it's genuine man like we uh um we truly do care about trying i mean evidence of starting a foundation last year during a pandemic like and part and now and our foundation supports entrepreneurship so we want like when i was telling you at the beginning like we didn't know what the hell we were doing now we're have a speaker series that's bringing all these experts in it in these 
amazing people to kind of share their story and their practical tips to help you help guide you along the way in the, in the right path, right? Not just winging it like, like we did. So, and then we're giving out $10,000 in grants at this first speaker series to help people get started. We started with 1500 bucks. Like someone just wow. needs that. Someone just needs that first, you know, little bit of money to submit for a trademark or, or hire that next team member or whatever it might be, or order your first set of shirts or whatever the business is like. So that, again, that's, it all, it all kind of flows together what we're doing. Dude, that's so cool, man. That's so cool to hear. So your speaker series, I saw that on your LinkedIn. Could you tell us more about your speaker series you're doing? Yeah, no. So we, we launched our foundation, um, December, 2020 last year. Um, it's been so much work behind the scenes. I'm grateful it's like it's picking up steam and then we actually have a program in place, but essentially it's a seven part speaker series, right? So like episode one was my partner and I, we shared our story and then the next part, you know, it's, it's marketing and branding, it's legal, it's finance. It's, you know, these different pieces of the business where you have not like, not only just like other, you know, owners of uh, businesses in the Valley, but like, you know, our first attorneys spoke like, you know, industry experts and like the whole point of it is to like, if you're, and, and I feel like more than ever, some people are starting something of their own entrepreneur, you know, ship is, is very, you know, active and live. And, and yeah. especially after the pandemic and everything, people are, you know, kind of, you know, thinking about what they really want to do and what makes them happy. Right. So it's like the perfect time to, there's such a demand for people wanting to answers and anyway like it's so it's a combination of that motivation of like hey everyone starts from somewhere i mean a friend of our my mind david friedman who started freestar you know he might exit his you know company and, and make a billion dollars right literally so but he started selling magazines in tempe so having like that combination of like hey everyone starts from somewhere here's practical tips and then also we're going to be giving out money to help them so we are passionate about helping others and that's evident of the foundation. So that's essentially the speaker series. This is our first speaker series. We have two more sessions, um, but we're going to keep building on it and, you know, making it bigger and better and, and really trying to help uh, people in, in the Valley kind of sustain something. So the vision is like, Hey, two or three years down the road, someone went through that speaker series and not just because of that, but like it helped them make the right decisions at the beginning. And now they are another state 48 company or other company that, you know, contribute a lot of success. And then we could be sharing those stories. And it's been a lot of uh, amazing feedback so far of just everyone tuning in and having a ton of questions. And that's what it's all about. So that's so cool, man. You're doing that live. Yeah. So, yeah. So every, it's been every Wednesday um, we have like, we're at the, at the, at the location we do it at, they only allow like 20 people in person. So we're doing that and then virtually, but you know, the next one will be, you know, much bigger and better and kind of add like a, a, a happy hour, or like a networking component to it to really, um, you know, talk to the people that are also like-minded and can help themselves out, each other out, right? So I'm excited to build on it, but that's essentially what we're doing. That's sweet, man. Now that's in the Valley, right? Yeah, so that's, that's in downtown Phoenix. Okay, that's in downtown. Where we hosted at. It's a partner of our CEI. Uh, they've been great. So we, yeah, it's it's virtual. People, it's free. It's the all our information is after the series gets posted on our State Forty Eight Foundation YouTube channel. So it's just again okay. free information that, to help people out, and that's you know that's what that's our that's our goal. So people can find the virtual recordings on your YouTube channel. Yeah, at State Forty the State Forty Eight Foundation YouTube channel. Okay. 
uh, say, okay, Friday, okay. Now, when are those, that, those Wednesday at what time? Six, six to 7 p.m. Arizona time. Okay. So that's I, like, it, we do it live, but obviously again, like once it's, once it's done, then we put it on the, the channel to, for people to record. But um, the, the beauty of, of tuning in live is that you're, you're eligible now to, you know, apply for these, these grants we're going to be giving away. So um, if people just end up watching YouTube channel, great, but they won't be eligible for um, the money. Right, right. Okay. So you have to be at the event, the, like live, the live event. You have to register and be on virtually because then there's like a post survey and then um, you'll fill out an application at, at the end of the series, just telling us more information on what you'd use the money for and all that. So really excited to actually give out money and, and really help make a difference. Dude, that is so cool, man. That's really cool too. That you, you guys have made it to this point. You guys have established a brand. You guys have real brand equity, a solid, like solid, solid partnerships, solid branding opportunities yeah. that you've manifested. Um, for somebody that's starting out anything, like whether it's an apparel brand, whether it's an e-commerce store of whatever, what is like, if you had one tip to give them? Yeah. Just for fun. I'm, I'm curious to know that's what easy. would that tip be? And, and no way am I any expert, but you better like love what you, what you, what you're mm -hmm. doing. And not only that, but you better be solving a problem. So at that, when we first started, we were solving a problem. There was crappy Walgreens shirts. That was the only thing I was representing Arizona. It was like corny uh, souvenir shirts, right? There was nothing out here. So we're solving that problem. And I absolutely like, again, I told you like, this is my calling life. This is what I'm passionate about. Like, I was managing a hotel. I was working 10, 11, 12 hours at the hotel, but I was then going home to shower, eat, and then working till one or two in the morning. I'm not even exaggerating about that. That's how it went. Like I'd fall asleep in the chair at our first office. And, but I, I love that. And just celebrating those, you know, those small wins as you go, like there is no better feeling to, than doing what you love. And so I'm grateful for that. But most people, I think, um, think the entrepreneur, you know, journey is sexy and you're going to make millions and millions of dollars and all that. So I think to your, again, to your question is like, you better freaking love what you do and um, better be solving a problem because it's very competitive out there. And it just takes so much sacrifice. Like even eight years into it, um, you know, people, you know, boost you up all the time. Oh, you're killing it, killing it. Like, I don't even feel like we're, we're, we're even close to where we need to be. Right. Like we still have so much room to improve and get better and, and grow. Um, but if you don't have that drive, like you're not, I don't think you're going to succeed. Everyone I think wants like, you know, so many, like the answers right off the bat is like, dude, go, or if whoever, like, go do it, like go learn because yeah. if you don't have that. If, if you don't have that interest to do that, it's not, it's not for you. Nah, you gotta be open. You gotta constantly reinvent yourself. No. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, like, I know, I know for me, it's uh, there, there's been, several times I've had to reinvent myself. Right. And I think where I really find a click, this sounds like it's for you, right? Because it's same, same for you. You, you, you're passionate about what you do. I can draw the most energy from a, just enjoying it. Right. But B actually giving something. Yeah. Right. It's like, they're like, it is competitive. There's all these problems. There's all these things going on, but I feel like that authenticity will resonate. Yeah, people see, see through, right? And, and and now it sucks too. I mean, I mean, shit, when we first started, when you actually posted on social media, like everyone saw that followed you, right? Like you don't even see a fraction, like a fraction of your audience. And, and then after I always look at ourselves, myself in, in the mirror too, I'm like, how do we get better? And how do we you know, deliver better? 
content that's more engaging, but the reality is just people's attention spans are not there anymore. Like things are changing, you know, <laughs> changing, you know, Instagram is shifting. Yeah. Like there's so much like to it. So like you always got to be like, you know, wanting to improve and get better. And I think that always starts, starts with yourself. Like I know I need to constantly, you know, get smarter and, 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 and just be better, you know, especially as, as you grow a team, right? Like finding the right people to help you because um, you need all, you know, and so I'm thankful for our team, but like then that adds more responsibility of like how, what are you doing for your team? How are you helping them grow? And how, like, there's so much more components. There's just always more to do. <laughs> Everyone always says like, right. oh, what do you got? I'm like, trust, there's always a million things to be doing. So Yeah, yeah you can never kick your feet up and rest on your laurels. There's always... Sure way more to go. So now you talked about people's attention constantly shifting in social media, right? Like, you know, now you got TikTok where the sound's on and there's tons of videos. They they just make it easier and easier and easier to just pump you with as much content as possible. Sound, lights, effects, right? Like, um, now what is your social media strategy looking like right now? Are you guys putting effort in your social media strategy or is it just sort of like a gallery on your Instagram? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, uh, and again, that's always changing, right? So even like TikTok, you know, we haven't put the, we've, we've put a little energy into it, but like the focus right now is really finding the one thing we're missing is really like that content creator on our team. So that's, um, you know, focusing on working on because you know, okay. we're, we're good at, we're good at, you know, keeping active and engaged and um, just being genuine and, and, you know, really, um, being consistent, I think is key and like adapting to each channel, right? Like Instagram's a much different market than your Facebook than your Twitter. So you have to, you know, customize all that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we still have so much opportunity to grow, but yeah, there's definitely strategy involved. Um, it could be much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, sure. obviously again, like, and you just have to like, see what makes sense for your brand too, right? Like if, if we blow up on TikTok, does that, does that, does that help bring in sales? Cause that's all I'm, I'm like worried about. Like, yeah, right. might look cool and you might have, you know, thousands of, of likes and views and all that kind of stuff. But what is that? How does that help bring in sales? Now, so that's, that's where we like to like, you know, we have weekly marketing meetings of like digital and, and all that. It's like, where are we getting our most bang for? Oh, let's put all our, let's put more resources into that. Right. So we know right. what, what our returns are on paid advertising. We know what this and that. So like, it's kind of having that like balance of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to, you know, always go with facts and see what's, what's your bread and butter and just kind of focus on that, but also being mindful of like, you know, bringing a new audience and, you know, taking care of existing, you know, customers and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So you're not going to do a TikTok dance then? I'm personally not, but like we, I mean, we have a TikTok <laughs> account. Um, we, again, if, if we pay you to do one, would you do one? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Down, but yeah, no, and it's it's just everything's different. Different audiences, you know. TikTok's just a younger audience. You know, yeah. I think Instagram definitely reaches your ideal target audience for sure. Finding yeah. finding a way to make content intuitively a way, a way to engage with people right yeah. well and like i find more success on linkedin for us too because now we are so much bit b2b and we're uh, working with so many organizations like not only you, you actually you know reach so much more of your audience it's so much more engaging but like it's such, wow. a, such a niche right so like right we learn like what where you should be focusing your efforts but i think you always should have a balance of like you know talking about sports on twitter and you know, the great photos and videos on Instagram, always, you know, more, 
not focusing so much on the the engagement or but like having that out there so if the first time someone comes to your brand they get you right away so yeah that people get sucked up in including myself of like shit why didn't this do good or why didn't you know that it's like yeah just focus on getting out there and and there's a lot of people that still always view your stuff but they don't necessarily engage with it right they're 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 mindful of everything going on yeah yeah man and that's the thing like you know I, you know your brand is so much more than just your website and the logos. Like there's just a deep framework, like an underground network of relationships, organic equity that took place before anything was fit. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's relationships, it's people. It's, it's a message. Like it's so, there's so much more going on, like on the back end of what you see. Yeah. And that's why, you know, to that point, that's why, you always got to have, you can't all have your eggs in one basket, right? Like even, you know, last weekend we had a, a big sale to clear out, you know, a lot of merch that we're, we're moving out to get ready, ready for new merch and winter collection and all that good stuff. But like, those were always like, what's amazing. And you see hundreds of people come to your door is that, and you, when you, you get down a little bit of like, man, why is social media changer? Or do people, are people not interested as much? And then you do something like that and that community always just steps up, right? Or like yeah. continue to you know, land more deals on the collaboration side. So it's, you got to have that balance. And like, I think, you know, in-person stuff is so huge because people get to, you know, see, you know, it, you know have an experience, right? Like, you know, right. they come to State 4A for the first time, they, they get taken care of and, you know, you, you create that, that's how you create community. And it's harder to do that, you know, socially, so. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it, it really is. It really is about building that connection with people, you know, like, um, you know, I've, I've had guests tell me the same thing that, you know, they build huge brands. And like the one thing they tell me is like, you know, before you even start investing in any paid strategies, hustle, like build oh, yeah. connections. Work. Sure, we were, we were, we were selling, you know, first Fridays, which is like a kind of a, before that ever became cool. just like, kind of like, uh, pop-up shops in downtown Phoenix. Like we were selling at apartments. We were selling at bars on Mill Avenue. Like you got to like, you know, prove the concept. And like, that's one thing we realized right away. Like people were hungry for this. Like people that were also from Arizona or like now live in Arizona, like this is home for them. Like they need it. They wanted this. And, you know, being at those events, when you hear people, you know, thank you for what you're doing and stuff, that's, that's what it's all about. And like, but if people just think that they're going to create a, a great logo and just, you know, create community by, posting on it, you better yeah you, you gotta and, and pay your dues for a while <laughs> I mean, the ones that can do that kudos to all the uh, kudos like um but yeah from our experience at least like you gotta you gotta you gotta grind yeah it's not overnight it takes time you better yeah. enjoy it you yeah people, get, people, people again back to attention span or even like relationships and all like people like always want the next best best thing right so it's just like you know, even if you start something in six months, it's not, you're not making millions of dollars, people already give up. And it's just like, hey, if you're not in it for the long run, then then it's not, it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could be a, 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 a bit of a ways in, have had success. It's passed. Now you're still years in and you're not where you want to be. Yeah. And, you know, so. You never, but, you never, you know, be where you want to, or you should never like be satisfied in my opinion, but. I mean, right. you like a, a Amazon or something, but like, <laughs> we're just, <laughs> but I'm sure even, you know, those, those people are always wanting more or like what we do or better, or, you know, I think, I think it's just kind of a, a mindset or how you're, how you're born really. 
Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on, man. This was awesome. Can you give us a specific call to action? State48.com. Anything yeah, else you guys want us to check out? Yeah, for all information on uh, for State 48 and our brand, just go to state48.com. That's all spelled out. Um, all our social channels, our information on collaborations. You know, if you need screen printing, embroidery services, we got you. Art and branding services, all our collection. We have 200 plus products just representing AZ. So, um, yeah, all our information is, is at state48.com. State48.com, everybody. Check them out on YouTube as well. Instagram links will be in the description. Mike, thank you so much for coming on, man. This is a great time. I appreciate you, bud. Love chatting with you. It's always good to talk with you. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks, buddy.